1: Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Cast Club Radio. My name is Lydia Cruz.
2: I'm Justin Stiefel.
1: I'm Maura Dooley. Sitting alongside each other here in February. February 10th, man. Hard to believe. It's hard to believe it came up, crept up fast. Hard to believe. How are you guys doing?
2: It's good. We're, uh, of course, you know, we talk about it, it seems like, weekly now, but we're preparing to celebrate your favorite holiday coming up this week. (laughs) Yeah. Of course.
1: I won't won't bother people with it, but uh, other people know it as Valentine's Day that is coming up. Mine pitchers and catchers report date because it means baseball is back. That's you know, right. I love, love, love <laughs> baseball. You guys are going to be down to spring training. Yep. There's going to be a lot of fun stuff going on with that that's coming
2: up. Yeah, we're going to enjoy some uh, nice warm weather down there in Peoria. Going to go watch the Mariners play a little bit. And the thing about baseball being around the corner is it is a sign that spring is in fact coming better. Weather is on its way. True. So you need that, those
3: signs in Seattle sometimes in yeah, the
2: winter. <laughs> that's right. It's, it's, we cling to them. Summer is coming. We should have a John Snow, hashtag summer is coming. <laughs> Real quick today, so we're going to leave the show here, and we're going to head over to Pike Brewing, where they're having the Choco Fest this, afternoon, this evening from 6 to 9. Wow. Still time to get some tickets. Got a bunch of breweries, wineries, distilleries, and chocolate makers there. All and, for a good um, cause as good well, cause. remember, yeah. Yep, it's for our friends at Puget Sound Keeper. That's the nonprofit. And 60 bucks, you can go to pikebrewing.com, get your tickets, and go enjoy this evening some local beer, wine, spirits. We will be there. You'd probably be able to get some BSB if you ask nicely, mm-hmm. and uh, chocolate—all the chocolate you can eat. It's
1: perfect. Yeah. In the meantime, what else is going on in the news, man? We've we've had a lot to discuss uh, all over the country. It seems like several different states are sort of relaxing their liquor laws, per se.
2: Yeah. So this is always a fascinating time of year. You come back from the holidays, and this is when many of the legislative sessions begin to start, and this is where activity happens in the state capitals. So this week we're focusing on three states. One is Minnesota. Last year they relaxed. Their their law, what we call the blue laws, to allow stores to sell liquor on Sundays. It was illegal. Couldn't couldn't buy hard liquor on Sundays. And uh, so uh, the Star Tribune talks about what the outcome has been in the last year of that. And it's fascinating that the impact has been felt not just in Minnesota, but in Wisconsin and other neighboring states, because it used to be people in Minnesota near the border would drive to Wisconsin or drive somewhere else on Sunday to get the alcohol they wanted to buy and bring it back. So while Minnesota has seen an increase in their sales and the taxes as a result, now there's been a pretty dramatic decrease in Wisconsin and other bordering states. And so wow. that doesn't make those bordering state store owners very happy. Too
3: happy. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> and uh, now Indiana and Tennessee simultaneously are looking to do the same thing, really restrict or lift the ban on Sunday spirits sales. And we're seeing generally across the board, across the country, a general loosening of how people feel about distilled spirits as a whole, uh, largely about alcohol as a whole. And I think, you know, we're all kind of in the same similar age group where we just don't want the government telling us what to do anymore. Just get out of our business. Let us buy what we want to buy. If I want to go to the store and get it, let me go get it. If I want someone to deliver it to my house, let me order it and have them deliver it to my house. Get, get out of my business. Yeah. Right. So, uh, we'll track this stuff in Tennessee and Indiana and uh, we'll see if they follow suit of uh, what Minnesota has done. You know, we were talking off the air uh, more about we don't really think about that in Washington anymore because since the state went private 45 years ago, it's no longer a question.
3: Yeah, it's so readily available here. I was saying when I lived in Colorado, they only recently started selling alcohol on Sundays and before you you would have to go to a gas station and you could get some, you know, beer that was 3.2% alcohol. It had to be below a certain alcohol volume. And they don't sell liquor or wine at the grocery stores
1: there. So if there's no liquor stores open on Sunday, you're not really going to get anything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy, though, how desensitized we have become to it. Because that, I mean, that really was a thing not very long ago in our state that you couldn't just go to the store and pick it up or go to Costco and get liquor, like mm-hmm. and now it's such a commonplace thing. We're like, oh, yeah. yeah, why don't all these states have it?
2: And I think you see this happening in states, especially where marijuana has become legal recreationally, and uh, the fact that marijuana is legal now, alcohol is just kind of forgotten, and spirits have just kind of been like, well, meh, you know, what's the big deal? Yeah. So we'll we'll continue to follow that. I thought of you two when, <laughs> uh, two, two weeks ago, when this article first came out, you know, we were going to talk about it last week, but we ran out of time, and I'm kind of glad we didn't talk about it last week, because- there have been some recent updates. So here's, here's what's going on. Our friends in Sri Lanka, you ever been to Sri Lanka, either of you? I no. have not. I, mm-hmm. I have not either. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only imagine, given the topic of this article. Last week, they lifted the ban on women serving and selling alcohol that had been in place since 1955, okay?
3: I couldn't even believe that was a thing when I read it. (laughs) They they needed the permission of the state's excise commissioner in order to work or drink in licensed premises.
2: Yeah, so uh, think about that from our perspective. Imagine if someone came to you and said, hey, you can't go to that bar because you're a woman, right? Or you can't have that job because you're a woman.
1: You can't serve. That, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. You can't yeah. even serve alcohol. A
3: job wow. that I had for almost 10 years of my life. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
2: So we thought, we were talking about this off air last week. Hey, that's pretty amazing. And it's just a sign that things are both backwards in a lot of areas, but they're moving- Progressing. Progressing, right? Well, then what happened this week in Sri Lanka? The president of the country reimposed the ban <laughs> on his own. So back back to the Stone Ages in yeah, Sri Lanka. Yeah, we're
1: stalling. We're stalling. The progress is, yeah, it stalled yeah. pretty quickly.
2: In, one, in less than a week. That's in less than a week. So I'm not sure that I had plans to go to Sri Lanka, but I don't know that I'm going to go anytime soon.
1: Makes it a little less appealing, at least for Mara and myself. That's for yeah. sure.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, imagine you're there. So, you know, my wife and I we go on vacations and be like, hey, honey, um, I'm going to go to the bar. Sorry, <laughs> you can't go. You got to stay in the hotel room.
1: Just hang out here <laughs> sober by yourself. So. Yeah.
2: No, <laughs> that, that wouldn't fly. That wouldn't fly. <laughs> Lastly, was an article that uh, Lydia, you found fascinating. And I I thought it's interesting. So uh, did
1: a few yeah. angles to this. This is from the New York Post. The headline is wine magazine among quote smut banned from New Jersey prisons. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so apparently the magazine Wine Spectator was banned from New Jersey state prisons, along with a lot of l- less reputable magazines that you may have heard of, Hustler, I don't know if you have... You I only, didn't mean you that only, as a pointed comment, but... Uh,
2: you only read them for the articles. Yes, exactly.
1: Right. Right. Hustler and Booty Magazine. Wow. And D-Cup. Yeah. Okay. Those are all Never banned in state prisons. <laughs> but the Wine Specter made that list. This was unveiled by Uncorked in a column. But the American Civil Liberties Union, not a fan of this, and uh, thinks it's a violation of inmates' First Amendment rights to have access to this publication, this fine wine
2: publication. Yes. So... They also banned the books Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay, yeah. Along with some other literary works of art. Yeah. And the fact that Wine Spectator- Is um, in the same category? Yeah, it's in the same category. No, I can understand because, you know, (laughs) in in prison you can't have access to alcohol. They restrict that. And so maybe they think, well, we just don't want to tempt folks who are, you know, our our guests for however long they're, they're there. What's interesting is that they spelled it on the list, Wine Spectacular, yeah. Uh, so I was going to
1: say, did, does that influence the decision at all? Is well, it because it's too they're glorifying wine too much? Is it because they thought it was something else? I...
2: Technically, it means Wine Spectator is not banned because Wine Spectacular is what's banned on the list. There
1: it is.
2: <laughs> so the ACLU is going to continue to push that forward. And I'm not sure that any of the folks within the New Jersey prisons are listening to us right now. <laughs> if they are, <laughs> you still welcome have to Cast Club Radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your time.
1: Yes. Coming up on Cast Club Radio, one of the most unique music festivals in the world where you can drink some of the best wine in the world. We talked to the CEO of Bottle Rack, David Graham. But first, Maura and I recount some of our own music festival experience. That's next on Cast Club Radio. Welcome back to Cast Club Radio. My name's Lydia Cruz. Thanks for being here. In just a little bit, we'll talk to David Graham, the Chief Executive Officer of Bottle Rock, an amazing music festival that takes place in Napa Valley. It's on my bucket list of things to do. But in the meantime, since the topic of music festivals did come up, and the Napa Valley in general, have you ever been to, to a music festival? First of all, have you ever been to Bottle Rock? I have not. I, I It's on my... Bucket list now. Yeah. <laughs>
3: it seems like the
1: festival of all festivals. But no, I, I haven't. Have you? No, but without giving too much away, we we did tape our David Graham interview a little earlier, and he told us some of the the amazing things that they do. I think we were surprised because we're like, okay, yes, you're going to see amazing musical acts they've had in the past. You know, Tom Petty has been there multiple times. They've had the Foo Fighters. You're going to get amazing music, and you're going to drink amazing wine. But there's a whole other element and layer to Bottle Rock, which is they have like a chef stage, yeah. right? Where there's amazing chefs slash TV personalities and then they pair them with the musical acts to just do awesome things with food and then wine. Then they cook up there. Like, and yeah. I mean, chefs
3: kind of have turned into rock stars these days, haven't they? I mean, you have Top Chef and... What, Last Chance Kitchen? Or I don't, there's all kinds of reality TV shows. I feel like that really has turned into kind of a rock star type position. I would absolutely agree with that. So the pairing of them almost seems a little more natural now.
1: So both of us have never been to Bottle Rock. We clearly want to go. But it got me thinking, if you were able to design your dream, whether it was a music festival that involved beer, wine, or spirits, what would your design for your ideal music booze festival be Bottle Rock obviously pairs some of the greatest wines with some of the greatest musical acts what what could we go see at mora's Music Festival?
3: <laughs> oh, this is a tough one. What would we be drinking I, first of all?
1: Well, I, I decided the
3: food right away when, okay, when you asked good. me this. So <laughs> I I was thinking about pairing that. So I I was thinking seafood. I, I mean, especially living in Seattle and growing up in Boston, I was gonna say it's Boston yeah. root too. <laughs> it's something that that I love. So you know, lobster, crab legs, shrimp. Just I would just have like a seafood fest, Buffet. seafood boil, all Ooh. kinds of different options. Shrimp cocktail, and then I think you just go with, you know, white
1: wine, Prosecco, champagne. That's a very, that would be a great summer music festival in the Northwest. Yes. Uh, I think we might be on to something. Who would you have musically? (laughs) Who would be playing? Who do you think would be appropriate? Would you have a, a would you, would you do a Boston band?
3: uh, That's where uh, I'm kind of more of a a hip hop girl, so I don't know if that goes (laughs) with my seafood and wine fest. Like, I love Tribe Called Quest and like old school hip hop. Oh, I like it.
1: Well, you know how much I love gin. If I could have just a strictly gin music festival or a French 75 (laughs) music festival, I would do that. We had, to, we had to research this. You kindly researched this for me about what pairs well with a French 75. They said, what, starchy potatoes, cheeses? And, and gooey cheese. Which is actually, I love food, but those are probably maybe my two things that I don't do. Unless it's just a French fry festival. <gasps> oh my gosh, Maura. Oh, French fries and French 75. I do love French fries. And I love them especially when they're
3: smothered and topped with things. That
1: Okay. <laughs> you, you know what? We came up with an award-winning music festival. French 75s and French fries. And who would I have playing? <sighs> I'm also like an old soul. I love old school hip hop and I love 60s, like 50s, 60s rock and roll slash uh, like R&B soul music, which would make for kind of a weird... Music festival, but I don't know. I think uh, we might give some Bottle Rock some competition with these. Yeah. If we're if you're both winners. Yeah.
3: <laughs> who, do we, who do we talk to to get this rolling? <laughs> to get
1: these off the ground. Now, it was on your list of things to do this year of more concerts to go to. Is there is there one besides Bottle Rock that you've had your eye on? I, th- I will say one of the things I've been to a few. I've been to Austin City Limits, uh, South by Southwest. I have Coachella. always wanted to check out South by Southwest. Yes, South by Southwest is real interesting because it's. Uh, It's like a a week-long Almost two weeks long. And it takes place on, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday. You can see all these different cool acts. You can go to movie screenings. You can hear talks and lectures. Austin's City Limits was another great one. And I actually went by myself. And yeah. And you're so good about that. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Just being kind of a loser, I think is. (laughs) No. But uh, a lot of these festivals I've noticed do an amazing job with getting local beer, wine, and spirits there. So you really have, are not only listening to these great musical acts, but you. You are getting the food and the drinks of the local culture, yeah. and when and you're, you're ta- not
3: just drinking cheap beer out of a cup, no, there's actually no. a nice local selection. I'm
1: sure there's music festivals for that too, but you know, <laughs> you're getting to experience that community on a unique level. And when you're talking about Austin, Texas, which has some of the greatest food and and libations out there, slash usually places in California. If you're going to Coachella, it's a little bit of a different experience, but Lollapalooza. <laughs> all these different ones. So, I I highly re- recommend you put this on your to-do list of one of these festivals and we'll get you out to the gorge because that's that's even in our own backyard. Yes, I am ready to check that out. Like I said, I moved from Colorado and I went to Red
3: Rocks there, which is the best concert venue oh, I've been to, that but I've I heard hear. that they're similar.
1: Yeah, I hear Red Rocks is right up there. So, you've had you've had some experience. Now, that that's a little bit of a different drinking experience cuz you also have the camping. Is it the same at Red Rocks where you're kind of camping?
3: I haven't camped there, but it is out in the middle of nowhere. So you have to, you know, you have to have a designated driver or be responsible because you're you're at least an hour from like the nearest
1: place to stay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When we would go to Sasquatch at the Gorge, we'd always, uh, you'd bring your, it was an opportunity to get creative on the food and drink front because you're camping for three or four days and you usually are in a huge group. And we usually had people who would volunteer to sometimes make like group drinks. Like big group party drinks, whether it was sangria. Potluck style. Yes, exactly, (laughs) which I highly recommend as well. (laughs) Well, speaking of drinks that you can make in a group setting with your friends, later in the show, cocktails made with fast food ingredients. And our brave friends at Heritage actually made these and taste tested these (laughs) for your own benefit. These are a trend that's going around. But first, and up next on Cast Club Radio, we are going to talk to David Graham, chief executive officer behind Bottle Rock. We talked to David about one of the most unique music festivals in the entire world. There's really nothing else like it. Why it sells out every single year. And if you're a wine lover, a food lover, a music lover, how you can experience the Napa Valley area in a way that you never have before. That's next on Cast Club Radio. Welcome back to Cast Club Radio. My name is Lydia Crew talking right now with Dave Graham, the CEO of Bottle Rock, an incredible, I can't even describe exactly what Bottle Rock is, because it's not just a music festival. It's so much more than a music festival. In your words, how would you describe Bottle Rock to somebody who's never heard of it?
4: Well, we, we kind of describe it as a music festival inside of a world-class food and wine festival. The The lineup for music talent is massive, and with the likes of this year, you know, Bruno Mars, and killers and Muse, and Chainsmokers, and I mean a ton of just amazing, world-class bands. But um, what really differentiates our festival from other festivals is the importance that we place on the food and wine component, and really delivering on the brand promise. Of the Napa Valley, that expectation that people have when they think about food and wine and culinary experience, when it comes to Napa, we deliver that in all in one location. So it's a, it's, a, it's a to say it's a hybrid is mm-hmm. is an understatement.
1: So can you tell us a little bit about that experience, the food, the drink, the people? Maybe you know some yeah. of the people that are featured there.
4: Absolutely. So first of all, we, when it comes to food and when it comes to wine and the vendors and our partners. We, we we call it Napa-tism because what we're really trying to do <laughs> is to showcase everything Napa. So we have 25 local Napa restaurants, many of the well-known names and brands of restaurants and chefs that, that people know that come from the Napa Valley. And then we have 25 wineries that also pour. And when we talk about wineries and pouring, it's not like you show up to a little booth and uh, get a glass of wine each winery has a 20 by 20 tent and they deck that tent out in much the same look w- fashion etc that you would um see experience at their own winery so mm-hmm. hardwood floors velvet couches chandeliers wow. um all of the uh, all of the wineries do that so that you can just walk in and take a seat have an amazing glass of wine with the vintner and by the way, that's that's for GA. That's not not you don't have to have a VIP, VIP pass,
1: yeah.
4: To, wow, to to get in to <laughs> that. It's it's funny to watch people for the first time um, walking into one of our wine tents because you think that it's they a lot of the time think that it's some exclusive area. No, this is this is for everyone. And we also um I'll, I'll get into the VIP levels, and we have four different VIP levels, and part of that involves. The wine and food uh, program. But we also have what is called a uh, culinary stage. It's sponsored by Williams-Sonoma, the Williams-Sonoma Culinary Stage. And what we do is we pair world-class chefs with artists, the very artists that are appearing on um, the music stages, the five music stages that we have. So to give you an idea of past people on the culinary stage, Iron Chef Morimoto paired with Snoop Dogg to wow. show off each of them their own rolling skills. so That's to a speak, great uh, duo,
1: right there, right?
4: <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Martha Stewart with Macklemore Ryan Lewis. Macklemore Ryan Lewis, of course, being from your neck of the woods. From our neck of the woods. And or having people that have been on the stage from Gordon Ramsay to Tyler Florence to uh, Jose Andres. But what we do again is pair them with really interesting. Artists that that are interesting outside of just the music that they perform. The programming is irreverent, so you're not going to see any sort of recipe-oriented programming. Where at a pinch of salt, no, it's let's get the bass player for Metallica, with the bass player for Dave Matthews Band, with the bass player for Green Day, and then get the drummer for for Guns N' Roses, make all of the bassists, their own guitars, out of pizza um, paddles, make (laughs) the drum set out of pots and pans, and then get Michael Blastaggio to make some food while the four artists are jamming with this, these makeshift functioning bass guitars out of pizza paddles (laughs) and drums out of... out of of pots and pans and so it it just we just kind of let it happen i i can go on and on and actually i will one other example is bringing in aisha curry and steph curry to make some chicken recipe while e40 is is wrapping out and then of course aisha likes to rap, and so the two of them will be wrapping (laughs) going off on some riff while while they're cooking and i mean you're talking six seven eight nine thousand people show up I'll give, I'll give you one more example because it involved Seattle area. We, we had the fishmongers coming, come from uh, your, your famous Seattle uh, fish market. absolutely. yeah. yeah, And we had them in the crowd um, throwing full salmon to Dwight Clark, former former 49er (laughs) receiver who's known for the catch. (laughs)
0: Um,
4: So just, just fun stuff like that. Just fun stuff like that. So that's just one stage. And that's, that goes on all day, five different sets day so 15 sets per day
1: yeah there's no other festival that has a culinary stage at least that that i've heard of and when you describe some of those pairings martha stewart macklemore it would seem like an odd couple and yet it's good food and good wine that brings just about everybody together so in one sense they totally make sense to me
4: (laughs) exactly and so it Interestingly enough, um, most artists travel the world, right, uh, performing. And so they have access to food and different types of food and cultures and experiences. And so they appreciate all that the culinary world has to offer. And so it, it just makes sense to pair them with chefs and chefs you love being with, 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 with rock stars because for that very reason, they, they appreciate what, what, what the chef is doing and what he or she makes and the art that they have um, as it relates to, to food. So it's, it's, it's a lot of fun.
1: You guys have something else that I don't think I've ever heard of, too—a silent disco.
4: Well, yeah, the silent disco last year we we did uh, and set set the record for the in the states for <laughs> the largest silent disco in the U.S. We did basically we got five thousand headsets and put Big Boy, who is one of the the stars of the, the band Outcast, and paired oh, yeah. them with a uh, another uh, band called uh, White Panda, and we had. We, the headsets gave people the ability to switch back and forth. So they would go from electronic dance music and then they would just hit this button and they'd switch over to, to hip-hop. And uh, what's really fun about that, when you have 5,000 people doing this, it's completely silent. And then out of, out of nowhere, let's say there's a part of a song that everyone knows, they, they yell it out And <laughs> so you're walking past 5,000 people that are completely quiet. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, 3,000 people scream this lyric <laughs> – <laughs> and it and it literally shocks you. It's it, it's pretty fun, but that um, is neat. you know one of the things that I mentioned uh, in the sense to get back to food and wine. I know that's a lot of what we all three of us have in common on this phone call. Love a love for it. We have four different. VIP level. So the first one, which is platinum, kind of interesting. You you, you show up back of house. You're, you're you're carted through back of house in a in a golf cart. You're met, of course, with with uh, with champagne, mm-hmm. and so you're able to go through the uh, the artist compound and kind of see how it's all done back of house. And then you're brought into the platinum lounge where we have a Michelin three star partner, Meadowood, as the provider servicer uh, of that particular lounge where. Everything from you know having ten master sommeliers pouring unique wines to caviar tastings with Krug, to um, some of the most amazing food dishes ever, and then of course with that access, it's you know pretty much anywhere you want to go, um, on stage, front of stage, it's it's a it's a really interesting package, and then we go into VIP plus and VIP, and then the suites, which I'm happy to unpack, but all of it involves um, copious amounts of really, really good food and really good wine.
1: Yeah. Well, this is probably like asking you to pick between kids, but can you think of one of either the favorite acts that you've seen, favorite things that you've eaten and or, you know, something you've drank that just really was, I don't want to say life-changing, but yeah, maybe life-changing for you.
4: Well, at the festival, unfortunately, we, the the promoters, aren't um, really Partaking. indulging too much. Yeah. We, don't, we don't have, we don't allow anyone to on our team to drink uh, during the festival. We're there to make sure that everyone is safe and Makes having sense. a great time. And <laughs> you know, the un how would I put it, romantic part of the business, making sure that the trash bins are emptied and you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that people can navigate the site unencumbered. And and so, but that said, we do uh, sneak a peek every once in a while at a band or grab some 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 quick food. And so I'd say best food that I like at the festival uh thomas keller's fried chicken uh thomas is a famous chef at uh at french laundry um so it, it's just it's just too good and then i think probably fa- favorite act that we've had watching was probably tom petty and it was bittersweet of course um as he as we all know recently passed away and fortunately. Um, so what an honor to be able to see him uh, and to have him and to host him for our community and our festival.
1: Wow. Yeah. A lot of people probably left with some amazing memories of, of him and the entire experience. That was just last Absolutely. year or last? That yeah, two? that
4: was last, yeah. Uh, last May.
1: Wow. So if people want to be a part of this amazing experience, Taste this great wine, this great food, and rock out some bands. How can they uh, find out more about Bottle Rock? How can they buy tickets?
4: Yeah, well, um, they can go to, to BottleRockNapaValley.com. dot com. Um, we we put our on we had our on sale for three-day tickets um and yesterday and we sold out in a matter of minutes but uh nice. the best way going to rock, Napa valley.com and there'll be some tickets there they'll go fast but huh. we do have a lot to sell
1: and there's a couple of seattle bands out there too i saw head in the heart going to be there alan stone's going to be there so the pacific northwest represented down there too
4: <laughs> oh absolutely <laughs> every year it, it has from uh from Foo Fighters to yep. Macklemore Ryan Lewis to, as you mentioned, Head and Heart, Alan Stone. Head and Heart's one of my favorite. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not to discount Alan Stone. We just had Alan Stone at, at uh, Robert Mondavi Winery in July. We, we produced a concert series there. Love him. Nice. Um, and this is this is actually his second time at Bottle Rock, but I can't wait to see Head and Heart.
1: Yeah, they're great. They're amazing. And they're incredible. outdoor is, is even better. So. Well, thank you Absolutely. so much, Dave. We really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us and hopefully getting down to Bottle Rock here pretty soon. Me and Maura are just yeah. you sold us. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, please come and visit. We would love to host you and show you around and uh we, we we're very thankful to be uh talking with you both here today.
1: Well thank you so much to our friend David Graham for taking time out of his busy schedule. Uh, to chat with us about Bottle Rock and why everybody should go and experience it in their lifetime. Up next on Cast Club Radio, cocktails from fast food ingredients? Yeah, not only are they a thing, but some of the people in this room actually taste tested them. They'll explain. That's next on Cast Club Radio. back to Cast Club Radio. I like to think of myself as open-minded, especially when it comes to beer, wine, and spirits. But uh, Justin, you sent us something the other day that I'll admit, you know, had me a little quizzical. Can okay. you explain? We were a bit explain? skeptical. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, I shared your skepticism. I think if you recall, I sent the email saying, check this out, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. <laughs> I just
1: couldn't tell if it was a positive, <clears throat> check this out.
2: Well, our friends at Kentucky Fried Chicken <laughs> decided to create... Kentucky Fried Chicken-based cocktails using food ingredients from the restaurants. And uh, they referenced this, they call this stocktails, as in like chicken stock. So they set out to talk about how you can pair some of their products in the making of cocktails. So we accepted the challenge. We felt as though they had thrown the gauntlet down. We picked up the gauntlet (laughs) and attempted to make some cocktails. So they were making gravy-based bourbon-infused Cocktails is the first one. Okay. 50 milliliters of bourbon, 60 milliliters of KFC gravy, fresh, hot KFC gravy, it says. You don't want to wait for the skin to develop on top of it. <laughs> uh, it says two grinds of black pepper, two teaspoons of brown sugar, four teaspoons of dried parsley, and then uh, you garnish the parsley and brown sugar on the rim. So you're going to make like a uh, like a martini glass, get it wet, and then in this brown sugar and parsley powder mix, you're going to rim a glass with brown sugar and parsley Ow. just stop and think about that for a minute oh i am yeah
3: it's i can't get past it once you mention the skin on top of the gravy i just oh, yeah. can't,
2: I can't. <laughs> uh, the other one they made is called the gravy mary so it's like a takeoff of a bloody mary uh, vodka kentucky fried chicken gravy this one doesn't say whether it should be fresh and hot or anything it just is gravy okay a spice mix of worcester sauce Tabasco White pepper Celery salt Paprika And horseradish cream And uh, they want you to mix All that together And then add some lemon juice And of course Tomato juice And to garnish it They suggest A uh, toothpick With popcorn chicken (laughs) To garnish across it I've
3: seen those Buddy Marys Where you put mini slider burgers And shrimp So that's not as surprising
2: Yeah And then the last one they had I love the name The Finger looking Sour It's gravy Mezcal (laughs) Cherry liqueur lemon juice, orange marmalade, <laughs> just for a little okay. for a little uh, you know, texture and some salt and pepper and then one egg white with what? some thyme, okay? So, we uh, you know, we got the full spectrum in there. The, we got yeah.
1: ones that we are kind of like, okay, yeah, I could see, you know, dip into toe in this and then you're kind of I don't know. You lo- I'm, they lost me on the last one.
2: So, Remember we talked a few weeks ago about Budweiser and Dilly Dilly and, and trying to come up with a way yeah. to be catchy out there and to garner attention. So Kentucky Fried Chicken has definitely garnered attention with this whole national launch of these stocktails. So we undertook to accept the challenge. So we made the Southern Twist. We used our Elk Retter Bourbon. We went and got some fresh KFC gravy and we used the ground pepper and we made it. And uh, here was the consensus from our staff who all tasted it at one time. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Uh, Hannah said, not as bad as she thought. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Jessica said, not that bad. Jennifer said, not that bad. And Joe said, yeah, I drink that.
3: <laughs> oh, so, so, not really any glowing, like yeah. raving reviews about it,
1: though. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Now, uh, they started playing around with some of the other uh, variations and they determined that with the right addition of some other spices uh, or the right addition of some uh, mixes, it would make a pretty good Bloody Mary or a Bloody Mary alternative. The problem is the calorie count on these things is so high. You're going to end up with like a thousand calorie cocktail. And I'm
3: sure the sodium. And the sodium. fast food gravy. (laughs) Yeah. And then just
2: trying to shake it up. And so then you got to have a derivative, turkey gravy, chicken gravy, obviously chicken gravy, beef Mm -hmm. gravy, and so on. So Mm -hmm. if you at home decided that you also wanted to accept the challenge of KFC to make stocktails, I'd love to see those pictures and I'd like to see what the results were.
1: Yeah. Maybe you're able to riff on it. Like you said, maybe you're able to alter a few things to make it I don't know, a little yeah. more tasty or a little less calorically, yeah, shameful, I guess you would say. Uh, but yeah, if you have any ideas, we'd love to hear them. Maybe you can send us one that will actually be intrigued enough to try. Yeah, yeah. we can give
2: it a go. I'd love to see somebody make a, a cocktail with like, I don't know, a Whopper Jr. ingredients or <laughs> McDonald's french fries or something like that. Just imagine how creative you can be. I know.
1: Maybe this is just the jumping off point and we'll see this more often from from those big names.
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh, but you know, it's creative. Got to give it to KFC. Ingenuity for wise. For getting their name out there in a way where they earned a lot of free press. Yeah, absolutely. Free earned media. So that's good. So this week, as we kind of wrap up the show here, we want to remind folks that the 16th of February is our deadline for you to enter our... One of our two contests to go watch the Portland Trailblazers and uh, Heritage Distilling is sponsoring with the Trailblazers. Number one, our fan flyaway, where you and a friend flown down to Portland, hotel accommodations, food. Uh, you get two suite tickets or two club level tickets, and you get a hundred bucks to spend at the game on merchandise and uh, drinks and food and the whole thing. That's the fan flyaway. Number two is our sweet night. You a lucky winner, and seven of your friends get the sweet for the night, food, drinks, and uh, get to go do the whole thing down there. And two ways to enter, both of them at heritagestillion.com. Just got to make a video, and the instructions are there. About why you like heritage and load it up, and we're going to pick our favorites. It's just that easy. No purchase necessary.
0: Are
3: Lydia and I exempt cool? from entering? Yeah, yeah you're exempt. Yeah. Because, all right.
2: uh, you're not exempt. You're forbidden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, check that out. And then, of course, today we're going to leave here and we're going to go down to Pike Brewing for Choco Fest from 6 to 9, and we're going to go imbibe on some local beer, wine, spirits, and chocolate at Pike Brewing. There's still some tickets available.
1: Doesn't get better than that. And again, all for a great cause.
2: All for a great cause, and then we have a countdown. Today's February tenth. In four short days, we're going to celebrate Lydia's favorite national holiday. Thank you, guys. Pictures it Means a lot. Day. I
1: can share to share something so important and special. We have to get her that you. card. That's
2: yeah. right. I
3: said Hallmark doesn't make cards. Happy pitchers and That's catchers still day. Still we'll figure on it out. That's yeah. right.
2: That's right. So, thanks for listening to Castle Radio this week. Uh, as always, uh, all the previous episodes are available at Cairo FM on podcast. You can subscribe to the channel. Uh, you can find us at heritagedistilling.com, or you can uh, like us and follow us at Cask Club Radio on Facebook.
1: Get involved. Send us your pictures. Remember, we love to hear from you, and we'll catch you next week.
2: Cheers.
0: Thanks for listening to Cask Club Radio, brought to you by Heritage Distilling, part of Cairo Weekends on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM. Check us out on mynorthwest.com to learn more and catch up on past episodes. Cask Club Radio, brought to you by Heritage Distilling on Cairo Radio. FM